Well, the 2023 Minnesota Vikings season comes to a conclusion with a 30-20 loss to the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Kitties, the NFC North champions, sweep the Vikings for the first time since 2016. Minnesota ends on a four-game losing streak. That also is the first time that has happened since uh, 2016. And uh, Nick Mullins got the start today, Peter, from from Kirk Cousins to Jaron Hall to Josh Dobbs to Mullins, back to Hall, back to Mullins. <laughs> Holy cow. No, you're right, and it, it has been a carousel. And, you know, these games are important because the Vikings also have to make a decision. They Not only they got to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback, whether or not Cousins is going to be the guy and or maybe go to the draft, regardless of what they do there. They also have to figure out the backup position. You know, Mullins, in the situation that we had, I know he wasn't available right away when we played in Atlanta, but you you got to understand we we've, we've lost what six of our last seven games, right? So yeah, and the only win was that three zero debacle. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to you've got to figure out what it is you're going to do from a backup standpoint as well. And we you know we've talked to guys like Patrick Jones and you know uh, Andrew Booth and a number of other players where a game like this is very very important for them going into the next season, but. You know, Mullins did fine and until the end where he eventually uh, threw two interceptions. And once again, we're 1-10 in 10 when we're on the negative side of the plus-minus. And the Minnesota Vikings finished 7-10. The Motor City Kitties, the division champions, winning the division for the first time in 30 years. They, uh, they will finish 12-5 and and play in the postseason next week. Kevin O'Connell is head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Here's what he had to say after the game. Just a couple of injury things. Um, Najee Thompson. Uh, did have a uh, left knee kind of aggravated and uh, he was, uh, you know, ruled out and did not return. And Dalton Reisner, um, kind of a chest deal he did. Uh, he was able to return. So um, for the most part, um, able to come out pretty healthy uh, today. I really appreciate, um, you know, the feeling in that locker room right now of, uh, you know, you can feel why those guys battled today, why they uh, continue to fight all the way down to the uh, the very end. Not one player in there looking to uh, not continue uh, to play as hard as they possibly could, compete like crazy for the guy next to him. Um, it's a good feeling to to know that that is what exists in our locker room. Uh, not good enough to get the win today, uh, but I, like I said, I did appreciate the way we battled, uh, the way we tried to uh, come back and, and see if we can um, eventually chased down, tying the football game or taking the lead, and, and we were just unable to do that. And then kind of the you know end of game execution by them and a couple turnovers there by us. Um, just didn't have enough to get it done today. Yeah, I, you know, I can't say enough about him. Um, I think you try to explain it about what his impact is on the game and um, for him to have the success that he does um, when sometimes uh, you know he's playing against multiple defenders and uh, you know his understanding and, and how he's been so willing to you know really learn about how people are defending them and then apply some of the things you know we're, we're coaching and then his natural ability uh, just to have this kind of production. Um, again and, and against against this group and on the road and 
uh, just continuing to, it means a lot to him to be a captain of our team. He sets the standard of comp competing at a you know, world-class level. Um, and, and there's a lot that we can all follow as far as the example he sets. Um, I don't know what his final numbers for the season ended up with, uh, but I know Justin, in the games we had him, uh, especially the full games we had him, um, was as dominant as any, you know, any player in this league. And it didn't matter the adverse circumstances that we're in as a team. Uh, he continuously um, provided you know, much, much uh, more than, than even the baseline of what you would think against some of the looks that he does get, which is remarkable. Um, absolutely love, uh, love coaching the guy. He knows that. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully we're just getting started with him um, and where we're going to take our offense. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, we'll definitely evaluate every facet of schematically how we approach, you know, putting together our team and attacking things. Uh, we'll take a look at, you know, maybe uh, certain aspects of what we can do for sure to, uh, you know, limit some of the negative plays, especially early on in the season. Um, feel like, uh, you know, some of, you know, the fumbling issues early on in the year. Um, as a coach, you emphasize it, and you really spend every waking moment talking about it. And our players responded. I think we had, you know, really one fumble lost by a skilled player over the last 11 or 12 weeks now. Um, and we turned the football over the second half of the season via interceptions. And that's where, uh, by no means, can we just sit back and say, because we didn't have Kirk, this is what happens. Uh, I refuse to allow that. Um, I'll definitely take a hard look at, you know, how if we don't have our starting quarterback in the game, how we can adjust better. Um, and try to play a little bit more complimentary and, and uh, while still you know, making sure Justin's being activated and we're being explosive and all those things. But in the end, we've got to do what we think we need to win football games. Because uh, I do know one thing, the type of guys we have in that locker room from a makeup standpoint and the leadership we have and the feelings that these guys are ready to go back to work even right now after kind of the grind that ha it has been with some of the adversity this year. Um, it gives me really, really positive feelings towards uh, what we have the ability to build here uh, in the future and, and understanding that everything that has transpired, we have to own it. We have to make sure we're uh, looking inward and reflecting on it the right way to then it starts with us as coaches, starts with me first and foremost. Um, and then that will be uh, how we start preparing our 2024 team uh, based upon the things we need to do better, improving uh, anywhere we can on the roster, uh, and then ultimately putting together the best possible scheme mixture uh, with what I feel like is a, a pretty damn good, good group of guys, what they have inside and what it means to them to be a Minnesota Viking. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot that goes into that, but um, the biggest part of it is knowing right now at this moment that we've got to own it and uh, move forward the right way and attack it every single opportunity we get. Yeah, I believe uh, I believe we were kind of going to uh, maybe an inverted kind of too deep look there, where the corner might have been responsible for the deep half. Uh, and from my vantage point, I have not talked to Flo uh, or any of our guys about it. From my sight line, it looked like maybe we bit up on the underneath uh, route, whatever it was, outcut, um, and the deep, the integrity of the deep part of the field uh, might not have been there. And uh, Jared found it, and it was a huge play considering kind of where the momentum was at in the game. And we were just trying to hope to get one more op uh, to maybe see if we could tie it up. And, uh, obviously, Justin didn't get a contract done last summer. Um, and historically, things can go in all different directions around the NFL when that happens. Why do you think it didn't happen that way for him? And he went, uh, you know, 
had the season that he as had. As far as the contract? Yeah. Like in other words, it could go sideways sometimes, but sure. Yeah, that, that's him. the one thing I, I would, uh, you know, I, I would not classify it as ever going, going, having gone sideways. Um, I think it was close. I think there was well, some. I mean, like, why did he, like, it could have gone sideways and created, you know, who knows what. After oh, that. I got you. And then he yeah. No, I appreciate I appreciate that question because I think it highlights who Justin Jefferson is. Um, spe specifically today, um, he reached a thousand yards. You know, there was a lot of football after that that he went out and played, and it had no bearing uh, on when I told him. You know, late in the game when when I was going to take him out uh, to protect him for the off season and and everything moving forward, uh, he didn't like that either. This guy wants to compete. Uh, this guy loves being a part of that locker room with his with his brothers in there. Uh, he's so talented, but what makes him so special is the competitive drive to be great. Uh, thinking back to how he worked through training camp um, and and how his early part of the season was going. Um, so uh, my my expectations is that uh, you know Justin's going to be a major part of everything we do around here for a long time and. Uh, he knows that. He knows the feelings that we have for him and that I personally have for him. I don't think there's any doubt in his mind about that. Kevin, I know this one is really fresh, but just can you put in words just the magnitude you feel like these next few months are going to have in your future? Yeah, I think uh, I, I know we'll get a chance to catch up, you know, a little bit uh, later this week. But you know, I think it's just going to be critical to understand, uh, really, after two two years of inventory, and and I don't know if the years could have been really any different from one another as far as the success we were able to have and win the division and win a lot of close games in year one. Uh, got to look inward and, and how, did, how did things transpire differently this year, whether it be uh, the turnovers, whether it be you know, the inconsistencies in some areas of our team, and then ultimately the injuries and, and what we can do. Um, you know, we'll look at each and every one of those. We'll look at the circumstances behind it. Uh, we'll look at how we're building the roster, snap counts, all those things, uh, to make sure that we just, uh, you know, are building the right kind of team from a depth standpoint that can withstand uh, some adversity throughout the year. And then ultimately, our jobs as coaches is to make sure we're coaching up the techniques, the details, and the fundamentals to play the right kind of football. Because uh, you mix that and 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 the improvement that uh, we will gain uh, from that side of things uh, with what we have in that locker room from a makeup standpoint and the type of uh, group that, that it feels like couldn't be more connected and more together, even in times of uh, difficulty and adversity, um, I think we'll have the right formula. But once again, it's difficult to win in this league, uh, but I do believe we've got uh, you know, an offseason to do whatever we can to make sure we continue uh, to give ourselves the best possible chance to go out there and compete uh, to try to go you know, be NFC North champs again and, and give ourselves an opportunity in the postseason. You talked about not using Kirk's injury as an excuse, not letting that be an excuse. How did you fight the human nature when it wasn't just Kirk? It, was, it seemed like guys were continuing to drop week after week. How did you fight that? Yeah, you, sure uh, you know, you're always stressing uh, the next man up mentality. You're always stressing, you know, when the adversity hits for guys to try to do a little bit more. You know, maybe if you are, uh, you know, one of our guys that we're really relying on, can you be the best version of yourself to help overcome? Uh, maybe it's not a direct, uh, you know, your direct position, but you can sure make it uh, easier for the guy next to you. You can sure make it easier in offense, defense, and special teams by uh, mastering your role, winning your one-on-one -on -one matchups, and, and being a difference maker. So I think the challenge was always uh, to continue to try to thrive with our best players that we did have, but also coach up and, and uh, you know, 
really hunt the player development in real time so that that next man up mentality meant we were still trying to compete all the way down to the very end. I thought for the most part throughout the season, close games that didn't go our way, um, you know, was was kind of telling us that, you know, it was we were we were fighting it and we were trying to uh, just overcome it. And we just didn't do enough to win some of those football games and and get over the hump and burst through to, to have a chance at the postseason. Last two. Kevin, just with Justin, looked like a lot of emotion, a lot of frustration, maybe different things on the sideline today. What was fueling some of those things when he's coming over? Just um, looked like coming off a lot of emotion. Yeah, probably earlier on in the game. Um, I would think, you know, I know he didn't have a target in the first quarter or didn't have a catch in the first quarter, whatever it was. And then we were able to get him going a little bit there, get down in the low red. And he was, you know, he was frustrated uh, you know, about where, wherever we were, first and goal at the eight. And then we go backwards. And it's tough to try to, you know, activate him on those long, long yardage situations once we took the negative. Uh, looking back on it, not a very good play call there on second down. Um, trying to attempt something there and uh, took the big loss and then you know we were settling from three for three from there um, that's you, you can't have it both ways right you can't uh, you know have a guy out there that's you know whatever he went for 192 and competing down 12 catches on 14 targets and competing like crazy to win the game um, the reason why that is what it is is the fire inside him to do that and the frustration is going to come sometimes when we don't execute or we don't uh, capitalize on some opportunities, and, and uh, that's all part of it. Uh, and you know, I uh, I would be thinking, uh, I would be a little worried if it wasn't like that. To be honest with you, just because of knowing who he is and how much this game means to him, uh, every single snap out there. How did you see him handle it, just playing with all these different quarterbacks this year when he's had all the consistency with Kirk, and then obviously that shifts this year? Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was, you know, just you know, specifically looking at where he's kind of been these last, you know, since coming off the injury, just the maturity of um, going out there and, and trying to just make sure I'm doing my job consistent, whatever it takes, and, and knowing he's going to get some opportunities. And um, he plays a position that relies on other factors in our offense, uh, especially when he's seeing some of the coverage that he does. And that's where we got to continue to build up around him, build up our scheme around him so that we have different ways uh, not only to help him uh, overcome some of those things and still have the success that we need him to have, but also the group as a whole, offensively as a whole, and really our whole football team um, from how you need to put it all together to play complimentary because um, that's you know the number one thing that winning teams do besides clearly the winning and losing stat of turnovers. It's the complimentary football. I know field position wasn't a pretty story today. It felt like we were backed up quite a bit. Um, a lot of long yardage third downs. Um, because of some, you know, protection on some play pass and things like that, penalties. Uh, so we got to clean it up. And uh, ultimately, uh, just thinking about Justin and just what he means, you know, it was a it was a tough year for him uh, because of the types of goals that he has. Uh, so you know, watching him go out there and do what he did today under really difficult circumstances uh, speaks just so much to him and and, and what he's all about.
Thanks, guys. We'll see you this week. Well, we're in Motown. There used to be a band called The Miracles, and they had a song called Shop Around. Uh, that will be the modus operandi this offseason. Shop around for players to help make it better. Shop around in the draft. Be very curious to see what Quasi Adolfo Mensa does there. And also shop with uh, some of your current players, like Daniil Hunter, and maybe Harrison Smith. See what's next for him. Uh, yeah. Justin Jefferson, Christian Darrisaw. Eventually, they're going to be needing deals. Big decisions coming this offseason. Oh, yeah. and, and even more quickly, as tomorrow, Paul, is Black Monday. And there's going to be some coaching vacancies in the league. So it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not Brian Flores sticks around. And I think that as we look and right. as we start, you know, the next 2024 season starts today, whether or not Flores sticks around, I think is a huge key because I think Brian can identify talent and get the most out of the talent that we have. And so if you're going to keep Flores around, it's going to really, really help with free agency finding guys that can fit the scheme and what we're trying to do. Um, the cornerback position with Byron Murphy being out, that was a big that was a big negative big going time. in. You know, in the last couple of weeks, we've given up more explosive passes than we've seen mm. out of this group all year. So um, start there, get through that, keep Flores, and then we can go from there. Uh, Justin Jefferson tied a career high for receptions in a game. He had 12, third time he's done it. 192 yards and a TD. He was targeted 14 times. Also... Uh, Nick Muse. Nick Muse caught his first National Football League uh, pass today. And uh, Jordan Addison with four receptions. Uh, he moved into second all time for the Vikings for rookie receptions and uh, did so passing Randy Moss. J uh, Justin Jefferson is first from 2020 with 88 of them. And uh, Jordan also had a uh, 42 yard touchdown. And uh, that moved him uh, into a tie for second for rookies for the Vikings for touchdowns in a season, tying Sammy White from 1976. All of that took place from the arm of Nick Mullins, and here's what he had to say after the game. Uh, it's a blast. Um, even when I first got here last year, from then all the way to now, uh, you're very thankful to just be around a player like that, a teammate like that, um, and then being able to get out there on the field with him. Um, he's an incredible player, an incredible talent, um, and a great guy off the field. Um, and I think his competitiveness um, should be very noteworthy. Um, is he talented? Yeah, he's very talented. But his just killer mindset, uh, you can see it all across the field. So it's a pleasure. It's an honor. The whole group, uh, Jordan Addison, rookie, great player, KJ, Brandon Powell, um, all the guys. Um, we have a really good group, and uh, it's fun to play with those guys. Nick, especially playing the same team a couple of weeks after you see him at home, how did you evaluate your overall play today? Yeah, I thought I did some good, good things. Um, thought I did some not so good things. Uh, there's a lot of plays in a football game. The goal is um, to have as many successful plays as you can. Um, thought we had a lot of successful plays. Um, obviously, the two at the end, you'd like to not have those, make it a game at the end. You never know how a game can turn out. It's a long football game. Um, go back and watch the film tomorrow. Um, good or bad, I'm always proud of myself, and so I'll just keep going. Um, it's been a long ride, up and down. Um, I love the Vikings. I love the team. Um, just like what we were one and four, one and three, and then we went five and zero, oh, and then obviously the stretch. Like your starter goes down, and you'd love to come in and say like, us quarterbacks, whoever was back there, led the team to the playoffs, and that's what we hoped for. Um, didn't get it done. Sorry. 
Um, but it's been fun. It's been, like I said, love the Vikings. Um, it sucks, but it was it was a fun season. You learn a lot. You go through a lot. It's cool. Where's the emotion coming from? Um, I'm an emotional dude, probably. Um, just sucks. Um, you want to do your best, but it just sucks. You got a lot of guys that talk about the connectedness of this team. Mm -hmm. Does that add another layer of emotion yeah. to it? Oh, yeah. Losing? No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Um, like I said, you just try to get the job done. Uh, we're very close this year, but very close is not good enough in this league. You've seen this Detroit defense twice in the past couple of weeks. Just from the last, from the last time to right now, just how tough do you think they're going to be going down the stretch of the playoffs? Yeah. Um, obviously, like to play in the playoffs, but watching the playoffs, it'll be fun to watch. Incredibly uh, competitive sport. Um, they have a good defense. Um, they're aggressive. They're going to play their man coverage, and they're going to play their zones to mix it in with, along with the blitzes. So you get pretty much every look that you're going to see. Um, blitz coming from every way. Um, we got three up the middle. Um, we got every, every look that you could see really today. Um, it's fun to go against. Um, but yeah, they're a good team. Uh, they play good complimentary football. So you got to give them credit. They're a good team, good players, good coaches, and um, credit to them. It seemed like Liam McNeil just came back, Aiden Hutchinson, they were getting after you a little bit. Just what type of pressure did they provide to you today compared to last time? I'll have to go back and watch the tape um, as a quarterback. Um, you try not to just focus on like, oh, you're getting hit, you're getting hit. Like, I guess it's just like a natural instinct to not really like think about it. Um, and just, but you just got to keep playing, keep plugging along, trust the guys up front. Um, we have a great group up front. Um, they gave me tons of time to throw in every game that I played in. Um, go watch the tape. Um, multiple hitches, multiple hitches. Um, I'm able to process and get the ball out. Um, so their pass rush is good, but our line was good too. And uh, so it made for a competitive day. You said earlier, or last week, that every year everybody's playing for their job. Um, yeah. How do you think this year, the way you know, start to finish for you, um, impacted your resume or whatever? Yeah. Um, this question can go a lot of different ways, you know. Um, I, like I, I did do a lot of really good things, um, and we were competing in every ball game. But at the same time, you also have to get the job done and control what you can control. Um, so that's not for me to decide. Like I said, just go out there and play the best you can and lead your team. And um, as a quarterback, you want guys to want to play for you. And uh, whether I did that or not, um, I guess I'll let those guys answer. But like I said, it's a great group. Um, you just go in, execute, um, give your team a chance to win. And ultimately, you do need to get the job done. Um, but I'm proud of the stuff that I did put on tape for the most part. Yeah, Kevin talked about not using how do you feel like the team was able to push through? Yeah, just keep plugging away. Um, what we have here, it's special. We know that. Um, and it's it's not talk. It's not. Like, people might talk about it a lot. But um, whether we won 13 games last year or whatever we won this year, um, the formula is not going to change. You know, like, just keep working hard. Um, have that same energy, go to work every single day. Like, I mean, we saw we were one and four to start, one and three, whatever it was, uh, and nobody flinched. I mean, even today when we got up uh, or when we got down, whatever possessions it was, um, in a week 18 football game, we could have chose to just like, all right, week 18, screw it. And like, this sucks, we're going to try. But like, no, we didn't do that. Uh, we didn't do that at all. Um, we sprinted uh, to the finish line and through the finish line. 
And uh, I'm proud of this team, man. I, I really am. Um, obviously, the results, you'd like to have better results. Um, but we were pushing and we weren't stopping. Great job this year, man. It's been a pleasure doing uh, the Vikings postgame report with you. Gabe Henderson gave us that opportunity. Calling the games with you, man. Can't wait for next year. I can't either. It's always been fun. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about what 2024 can bring. And, and uh, once these decisions start to be made, a lot of big players, big key spots, uh, you know, with uh, how we end up in the division, it's going to mean a lot to our schedule for next year as well. Oh, yeah. So well, that's a good uh, point because you know, of the Bears beat the Packers today, and we're we, recording. We this finished is, last, right? Which is the last place schedule, exactly. You know right. that you get. Wow! So that helps out as well too. Hey. So, you know, there are a lot of oppor- the opportunities are already piling up. We can mm-hmm. draft as high as ninth, yep. somewhere in that area, eighth Maybe or ninth. Eighth, yeah. Uh, so, you know, let's uh, let's just move on and let's make 2024 a great one for all of this offseason speculation and uh, commentary and stuff including the nfl combine up to the draft vikings.com is a great place to go with gabe and tatum and then the vikings entertainment network doing great work also your flagship uh, for more than 20 years fm 100.3 kfam uh, listen to the nine to noon radio show and and or the power trip 5 30 to uh 5 30 to 9 those shows handle football and uh, the NFL draft uh, quite frequently, likewise for free agency. Uh, For everybody who aided us with this, specifically Mike Harris, our beloved Curly, thank you very much. Gabe Henderson, thank you for the opportunity. And um, in calling the games with Pete Bursich, we thank the likes of Chris Hockey, Jared Wells, Chad Abbott, Brandon Molesky, David Koob, Gabe Henderson, and Ben Lieber. But most importantly, we thank all of you for listening to games on KFAN and also for listening to the Vikings postgame report. Sad news to end the 2023 the vikings lose 20 to 10 to the division champion lions thanks for listening i'm paul allen and thanks for following vikings.com